Welcome to the Alliant in the Public Eye podcast, a show dedicated to exploring risk management topics and challenges faced by today's public sector leaders. Here are your hosts, Carlene Patterson and Justin Swarbrick. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of In the Public Eye. Today's insurance and claims environment is very complex. In some of our past episodes, we have talked about catastrophe claims and whether they're occurring more frequently or whether the size of our claims is an occurrence of the way we are growing and the urban sprawl and developing. So there's a lot of different moving parts to a complex claim. And so to talk a little bit more about it, we have invited Colin Daigle and Hunter Williams with Imperium Consulting to the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Carling. Yeah. Before we get started, Colin, do you want to talk a little bit about your background and your expertise and then introduce Hunter? All right. Well, thank you, Carlene. Uh, this is Colin Daigle, and I'm with Imperium Consulting. And I've been involved in measuring economic loss in claims, primarily insurance claims and contract claims, as well as government contract claims, um, with a focus certainly on public entities and have uh, dealt with a number of issues in there that we'll touch on briefly here today. But um, my Formal background is in accounting and finance, a CPA, among other accreditations. Hi, Carlene, I'm, and I'm Hunter Williams. Um, I've been working in insurance claims for the last 30 years. I started my career as an auditor with one of the big four accounting firms, moved over to one of the large adjusting firms, independent adjusting firms, and have been now for the last 15 or 20 years working directly for policyholders and helping them prepare their losses. I'm also a CPA and a forensic accountant. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Imperium Consulting? Sure. Just briefly, Imperium is primarily forensic accountants, engineers, construction professionals, and we measure economic loss for purposes, again, as we've talked about insurance claims, contract claims, and litigation. So we do this for uh, a variety of clients across multiple industries, and we've worked extensively throughout the U.S. and outside of the U.S. So how do you usually get involved in a claim? Well, as we start talking about claims, certainly the insurance claim side, we'll get a call from a risk manager, a CFO, potentially a general counsel. It depends on the nature of the claim and the complexity of it. But typically when a loss first occurs and there's some complexity to it, uh, we'll hear from clients. And we also have ongoing clients that we work with and certainly reach out to them when we know that they may have been in an impacted or affected area if there's a larger catastrophic event. Uh, outside of that, we also get calls from lawyers uh, who are looking for forensic accountants and claim prep experts to come in, certainly, and help begin documenting claims, measuring economic loss. The other way I think, with public entities that we tend to get involved is through an RFP process. Some, sometimes we will see public entities putting out uh, as part of their procurement process, RFPs, so that they have consultants, among other vendors and service providers, pre-qualified. So, so we do that as well. Yeah, and Colin, that's important because it's sometimes nice to go ahead and have an MSA in place uh, before an event happens so that you can hit the ground running. And I've seen that you get bogged down in trying to uh, get engaged and, and it's just delayed starting to work. So it, it's yeah. always good to, if you have an opportunity to 
get a, an MSA in place, a master service agreement, so we can hit the ground running should something happen. It sounds like your involvement is very critical to the claim process, but how and who engages your services? Do you, are you contacted by a broker? Uh, do you have a contract with the risk manager or do you have contracts with insurance carriers? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, I, I would say it's mostly the, the risk manager. Uh, it can be the broker. We work for the policyholder, so it wouldn't be the carrier that would engage us, although we've been neutrals in cases. Sometimes a carrier will bring us in as a neutral because they recognize that, you know, our capability in a particular area. So how soon, once a claim occurs, should you be brought in? Should you be brought in right away? Uh, would you rather meet with your potential clients and have a little bit more of an understanding of their operations before a claim occurs? From your perspective, when is the best time? If we're not already on an approved vendor list with a master service agreement, as soon as possible. We can come in and help you get the claims set up, set up the claims process, help you vet uh, some of the questions from uh, the carrier. And they typically would have a forensic accountant. So we could be, we could walk the, the site with you as you're going through the process and understand how you were impacted. So it's the sooner the better is in my mind. Yeah, I think one of the key things too is we'll be brought in when there's a dispute in a claim, sometimes after the claim might have been in progress for months or, or more. And there are elements of that loss measurement where there are questions or failure to agree with adjusters and carriers consultants. So we'll be brought in at that point. But as Hunter pointed out, you know, certainly consulting with us at the time of the loss. So we can at least offer some guidance on how to get things set up as part of a loss recovery team. And, and then whether we need to take a larger role or not can be determined uh, as the claim progresses. But the sooner the better is, is the short answer. So talk a little bit more about the some of the types of things that you get involved in. We've talked a little bit about claims preparation, but do you do forensic accounting? Uh, what are some of the engagements that you've been involved with? Well, typically when an event happens, you know, clients are looking to recover lost revenue you know, via the business interruption. We can also assist the client in managing the documents in terms of the property damage. And that's a really big uh, area where there's typically a large volume of information. My experience is public entities don't have a lot of people sitting around with um, time on their hand. So we can come in and, and be that external resource for them uh, with the expertise and knowing how to put the claim together and how it's going to be need to be presented to the carrier. Typically in a you know, business interruption loss, it's gonna be revenue less saved expenses. And so we can help them identify areas of lost revenue and also uh, help them identify the saved expenses or potential saved expenses as we go through the process and make sure that we're capturing that data appropriately. Yeah, one of the things I would add to that, um, when you think of an insurance claim and recovering that loss, it's the carrier that and its consultants that determine coverage and, and then they evaluate the loss measurement. We're on that claim preparation side. And so what we're doing, we're not actually determining coverage. We're not in a position to do that, but we understand how that process works. 
And as you get through everything from business interruption, extra expenses, and certainly property damage, Imperium, we've set up so that we have that expertise, understanding how different costs might fall in different buckets, like labor costs, but the premium time portion might go into an expediting or extra expense category versus direct. Um, Our engineers and construction professionals help with those rebuild costs and certainly looking at how those costs can be different at the time of a loss and making sure that we're able to document and present those. So we think about it from that holistic perspective, but also understanding our role. And we're trying to develop documentation and a loss measurement that the carrier is going to be comfortable with so that the insured can quickly recover its financial loss. Right. Because the more fully documented the loss is, the more quickly the claimant and the insured are going to get their money. One additional area that we we specialize in certainly is in the construction claim space, and that can be uh, under the insurance umbrella, the builder's risk claims are the most typical, but you're getting into some different capabilities measuring that loss, largely around how construction costs um, and schedules, how the performance of a project is documented, and that measurement being at the time of the loss, the status of a project, and the cost that it takes basically to get it back to how it was prior to that loss. We also, in addition to that, certainly with public entities, we will help them with uh, project audits and project reviews where we do see RFPs put out for this, where different municipalities, uh, different states, different uh, divisions within these states, such as departments of transportation, they'll put out requests for construction consultants to come in and help monitor and audit the costs that are being billed against different contracts they have for capital improvements, capital projects. And so we've got a history of doing that over the past 25, 30 years as well. And those capabilities, quite frankly, are very consistent with the capabilities of documenting insurance claims, contracts claims as well, in terms of understanding what a cost is and how it complies with a contract or a policy. And the question that every public entity and every risk manager wants to know is, how are you paid for your services? So could you elaborate a little bit on that as far as who pays and when? So our services are uh, most often fee by the hour. And if you think of, you know, what is the cost of what we do? We're typically dealing with an unknown scope of work when a claim happens because the the phases of a claim are very much after a loss occurs, somewhat of an investigative phase of, hey, what happened here? What's the scope of the damage? And then there's a phase of really planning, okay, what do we need to do to repair it and get back as was, and ultimately get back up and running. And so as we understand those phases and the role of a, of a claim prep consultant in it, you know, our scope becomes better understood. So we go by fee by the hour. And uh, we're typically directly engaged by the insured, so the clients, and again, within the public entity space, you know, ranging across, you know, everything, healthcare, municipalities, different local, state governments, things of that nature. And then we also certainly look at the uh, actual policies where there may be coverage for professional fees or claim prep expenses that can be reimbursed as part of the claim. And so any of the Uh, instructions or descriptions within that claim prep language, we'll certainly evaluate and talk to our clients about so they can be positioned to recover the full cost of our work as part of the claim. 
So public entities usually purchase goods and services through a procurement process. Is this necessary in order to use claims preparation services or how have you worked with public entity clients in the past? You know, again, this is going to be more uh, something more prevalent within public entities where they may have this procurement process. When they do have a loss, they sometimes will work quickly through that or waive it. So it really depends on our clients. And, and again, this is really for anybody within the public entity sphere listening to this is understanding if you have responsibility to put a insurance claim together or any claim and you think that a consultant will need to go through that procurement process and it could be involved, uh, which they can be, uh, then it makes sense to, to kind of look out you know, ahead prior to any events so that you can have at least one consultant uh, if not more, on call or or having gone through that process, so they're ready. I think of the one of the best ways for our audience to understand your role in the claims process would be perhaps to give a few examples of some of the claims that you've worked with and where your services have benefited um, public entity clients, whether it's from a property claim. We, we talk about catastrophic claims, but where would and what kind of entities would really benefit from your services? You know, I've worked on some losses associated with some of the wildfires that happened out west. And, you know, there was a loss of tax revenue to the municipality. And I'm one of these strange guys that actually looks at his hotel bill and looks at his auto rental bill. And if you look in enough detail, you'll see taxes there, such as occupancy tax or stadium recovery fee. You look at the auto rental charges usually have some sort of airport tax associated there. So when there's a fire, you may not have people flying in. If the city is evacuated, you're losing the hotel revenue, but not just the hotel revenue of the hotels, the municipality itself is losing that tax revenue, that tax base. So, you know, it's a, it's a different revenue stream, but like most business interruption cases, it's lost revenue, less saved expense. It's just how were you impacted by the event? And that's what we try to quantify. I've had the same thing with an extra expense case where a municipality provided their own electrical services to the community. They had an issue with the facility. They couldn't provide those electrical services. But in order to keep the city running, they had to purchase the electricity from an outside vendor, which cost more money to uh, produce. So they had an extra expense claim. Um, so those are just sort of examples of how municipalities and public entities can be impacted. Yeah, and I would add to that, certainly in some of the larger catastrophic events that occur, there may be a FEMA uh, aspect to claims. And so we work really hand in hand with our clients to set up a loss recovery strategy and where there is insurance available in place, that's typically what is first exhausted or used, and then uh, amounts that aren't covered. Uh, there's a number of different situations, but there may be an opportunity to recover some dollars through FEMA. What's important is understanding from the beginning how a loss is likely to develop and then where those costs are likely to be recovered and then what needs to be done in order to document that. So we also work, you know, as we talk about examples, if, if there is a FEMA opportunity for recovery and it's certainly necessary for the public entity, we're going to look at that early on and make sure that that's part of the process. The other aspect when we get away from the insurance claims a little bit, but some examples certainly on the public entity side 
Uh, we've worked, you know, most recently with different hospital systems, different departments of transportation on these construction audits and construction claims, where, again, there are many public entities, those that are building out infrastructure and capital projects that will have this requirement to have consultants either provide some monitor- monitoring or audits of the work or be pre-qualified or on call to help with any potential contractual claims or change order issues that come up. Um, and so we've done that across a variety of, of different types of public entities. Quite often, I spend some time with clients and prospects talking about the difference between an agent and a broker and that I am representing my client to the insurance company. And I think there's a little bit of confusion when you come in. And so could you clarify who it is that you're representing? Are you working for the insured or my client, or are you working for the insurance company? And I think it will be helped to clarify so that public entities aren't afraid to engage your services, thinking that you're going to be working for the carrier. So could you elaborate a little bit on that? So uh, most frequently we are working for the insured. That's certainly the space that we're in. And uh, it's not impossible for us to advise an insurer or an insurance company. Uh, We've certainly worked with them in a variety of capacities. But we typically work for the insured, and I do find that you know there's a, a a group of consultants that work for insureds, and then there are those consultants that work for the carriers. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but we typically work for the insured. Well, thank you very much to both Colin and Hunter for joining us today. We recognize this is a challenging time to be in public entity risk management, and we continue to focus on providing continued information and resources as we finish navigating 2021 and look to 2022 and beyond. Thank you for listening. And for more information, go to insurance.alliant.com forward slash in the public eye.